The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, fellas? Welcome back to Combos Over Cold Brew with me, Emma Abrahamson. To start off, this is my first episode of this podcast. I am obviously creating my own podcast. Um, Quarantine made me do it. It's actually something that I've thought about doing for a while now, but I think quarantine really pushed me to the point where I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. You only live once. I love chatting away um, to people, to no one, (laughs) to the abyss. I don't know. I I really do like talking, telling stories, just sharing my own journey. Obviously, as you guys know, I'm sure a lot of you guys are coming from my YouTube channel um, or my Instagram. I just love, I don't know. I love connecting and I love sharing different stories about my life, just my overall journey. So I guess to give a little bit of a rundown of what this podcast is going to entail. So today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Today's episode is going to be a solo episode just because I'm alone during quarantine. You know, I just wanted to start off just me, myself and I, you know, give a little bit of background (laughs) and get into whatever we're going to get into. But um, in the future, I definitely want to have guests on the podcast. So make sure to drop some guest recommendations um, to me in my DMs. Just let me know who you want to see on the podcast. Okay, to talk about the name of this podcast, first of all, no, this podcast is not about cold brew. Uh, I am just a cold brew fanatic, if you know me. I love cold brew. I drink one to two a day, and I only drink iced coffee. If you catch me drinking hot coffee, man, point it out to me because it is a rare day. <laughs> and, you know, I always usually have a cold brew on hand, and I encourage all of you when you are listening to this podcast to just go grab a nice crisp cold brew and enjoy. Enjoy, you know, chatting with me, just listening, talking about random stuff. And you better know that when I'm interviewing people, I will have a cold brew on hand. So that's why Combos Over Cold Brew is the name of this podcast. This is so weird. I feel so weird in my apartment just talking into a microphone. I don't even have, usually I have a camera in front of me so I can at least see what I look like, but it's just so weird talking. I don't even know what to look at. What am I looking at? Um, I was thinking about doing video format for this too, but we're just going to start off with audio version. Let me know also if you want me to do a video version of this. Okay. To start off, let me give a little bit of background on who I am. Maybe you guys don't know that much about me. 
So my name is Emma Abrahamson. I'm 23. I live in Portland, Oregon. I've lived all over the place over the last couple of years since graduating from college. Um, I went to school at the University of Oregon. I ran cross country and track there. And that's basically what my background is. That's what basically all my social media was kind of based off of for a while. I started a YouTube channel in college and it was strictly around running pretty much. Um, running was my life. <laughs> Basically, since I've been 10 years old, running has been my life. So definitely have a strong background in running. But a lot of my concentration these days has been with food content. I have a food Instagram at One Craze Foodie. And it's something that I'm really, really passionate about is eating healthy and making sure people are fueling their bodies with foods that make them feel good. And I don't really like follow a specific diet or anything. I just kind of like to include everything in moderation because I found that's what works best for me. And I don't really preach a specific way of eating either because I think people have such like different bodies and I think people's bodies respond different to different things. So what I always recommend in terms of diet and finding the right diet for you is trying to figure out like what makes you feel good. And that can be, that can mean that it takes years to figure out what foods work best for you. I mean, it just takes a while to try all the different foods out there, obviously. Finding the healthy foods that you like and what kind of like diet lifestyle is sustainable for you. So that's basically what I preach on my food Instagram and my YouTube channel now. I do a lot of what I eat in a days. And in terms of like exercise, I am just kind of going with the flow right now. I was training for a half marathon, but before this whole quarantine happened, um, it ended up getting canceled. So now I'm just kind of exercising intuitively and honestly, it's made me the most happiest just learning how to exercise when I feel like exercising and not forcing myself to do it just because basically my entire life I've um, had a schedule that I've followed and every day I like force myself to get out the door and I, I really liked it for a while, but it feels good to not have that much pressure on me and just go and make my body feel good. So that's kind of where I'm at with that right now. As I said before, I live in Portland, Oregon. I moved here in August and I love it. I am so glad I moved here. I was living in uh, California. That's where I grew up. I grew up in San Diego, Carlsbad specifically. And I was living there last year after college. And I I, do, I did love going home. Um, I actually lived in Atlanta for four months before that. But I did love going home for a year just to kind of like find my roots again, I guess, and just kind of figure out what I want to do next. And that was moving to Portland, which so glad that I had that transition period, just going back to, back to California and enjoying the sunshine, kind of just living my best life, I guess. And the four months before that living in Atlanta was not the best time of my life. Um, that was right after college when I graduated, I moved immediately to Atlanta. And I will admit I had no friends there. Um, I made a couple friends along the way, but not very many. I just felt really, really isolated there. I didn't know anyone when I moved and I moved for a job that didn't really, that wasn't ideal for me. So I um, decided that, you know, even though I'd only been working for four months, I, it just was not the right place for me at all. And I decided to make the move back to California a lot sooner than I was expecting. And that was a very good decision. So I have no regrets on that. And now I am living in Portland. I have a lot of friends here. A lot of people are just in the running community. Like the running community is so big out here. And even though I don't run very much anymore, like there's a huge group of us who ran in college and are just connected that way. And yes, like a lot of our conversations are based on running because that's what we have in common. But it's just fun to not 
have like running be the sole purpose that we all hang out. Um, so that's, that's a little different and it's really nice just to have a social life again after, you know, college wasn't (laughs) the biggest social time of my life. But yeah, here in Portland, I am working mainly for myself at the moment during this quarantine. I'm really grateful because my job is doing the food Instagram and YouTube. That is my main source of income. And and it has been like that for a while now, which is really exciting. It's I kind of posted about it on my food Instagram actually the other day. It is both exciting and stressful at the same time. Um, it's really hard to not know where your money is coming from every month. Things are just n- never set in stone. So I I do love the freedom, but it definitely is not as easy as it seems, I guess. I mean, it could seem easy on the outside, but it's definitely not as easy, I think, as people think it is. <laughs> um, but I'm very, very grateful that I've been able to turn my passion project into a career. It's just kind of crazy. Like that's something I never would have thought I would be doing. <laughs> now, I mean, when I was a junior in college, I just had no idea what I wanted to do. I had no clue. I was applying to random internships. I was studying business in college with a focus in sports management, but a lot of my like sports management specific classes were only focused on the big, big money sports, like basketball, football, um, stuff like that. And obviously I don't have a background in those sports. So I just didn't feel like I really connected that well to my sports management concentration. And I think if I would have gone back in time, I would have done a degree in journalism or communications because I think that is a little bit better suited to what I do now. But I mean, business is, it's always good to have a business degree and it's not, I feel like it's pretty similar anyways to a like journalism or communications. Like nothing, I don't think anything would have really changed. I think I might've just found my classes a little bit more interesting. But that's besides the point. Now I am running my own business, which is kind of crazy. I have never really seen myself as an entrepreneur type person. I'm definitely someone who works better in a team environment. I'm a lot more motivated when I like have a team goal, when I have teammates around me that are supporting me, like bouncing ideas off of each other. And I think that's one of the hardest things for me being I guess in quotation marks, an entrepreneur um, is just kind of being alone a lot of the time and kind of fending for myself and figuring out what I want to do, what where, what exactly to do when I wake up every day. And yeah, so the entrepreneurship side of things is definitely the hardest part of this for me. The creativity, obviously I love doing what I do. So that comes pretty easily. It's just kind of the business behind it is a little, it's just a lot of trial and error and figuring things out as I go along. Um, I've made a few friends along the way in the same space, which have really helped me kind of guide me. But a lot of it, especially at the beginning, and especially when I was living in California, was a lot of just me kind of posting videos, posting my food stuff, figuring it out as I go, learning how to like make an income off of it. And I'm still learning every single day. I'm learning new things (laughs) behind the business. So One of the things I wanted to talk about in today's episode was just kind of finding your identity outside of your sport because I think a lot of people, especially leaving college or maybe leaving high school if you decide not to do your sport anymore in college, it's a big step because you've probably spent so many hours and so many days of your life dedicated to your one sport and it's really hard to find other things that you like to do or are as fulfilling as your sport once was. And I think this is the hardest thing I have struggled with since leaving college. 
It's crazy going from having your day revolving around running to waking up one day when you graduate from college and being like, I don't have to run today. And just not like when I was in NCAA, obviously my goal was to make the NCAA championship, score for my team, run a better time, qualify to this meet, um, blah, blah, blah. But once you graduate, like that's just not set in stone for you. I think everyone in the NCAA basically has the same exact goals. But once you turn professional, there's the world is just wide open. And I'm not even talking about like running professional. I'm just talking about general life professional. Like you can you can apply to any job. You can do anything. Like, I don't know. It just, it's crazy. And sometimes that can be a little bit overwhelming. And I know it was for me. And I knew pretty much I didn't want to run professionally. That was never my intention. I went to college like thinking that I was going to run in college and that was great. Um, I think my YouTube channel definitely encouraged me to keep running beyond college. And I have slowly figured out that I needed to take a break. And definitely a couple months down the road, I learned my lesson and decided to take a break. And I think even to this day, like that's still the best thing for me right now. Who knows what the future has in store, but trying to figure out something else that I love to do day to day that gets me out of bed in the morning and keeps me motivated. It's been a real journey. As you guys know, if you've watched my YouTube channel or followed me on anything, you know I have tried so many different things. And it's honestly embarrassing <laughs> the amount of things I've done in front of tens of thousands of people. Okay, so I had a brief, in quotation marks, professional running stint where I was on the Atlanta Track Club Elite when I lived there. But um, once I moved, I decided to stop the running thing for a while. And I immediately went into CrossFit to try that out. So I hardly documented that process. I only documented like a few Instagram stories, but tried CrossFit for a couple weeks and man, that, that workout guys, it is no joke. I don't know why people used to make fun of it because that is actually some of the hardest workouts I've ever done in my life. I have no upper body strength. CrossFit is a lot about upper body strength. And I realized I have none. I can't do a pull up. I still can't to this day. It's a lot of pull-ups, a lot of burpees, a lot of like push-ups, just crazy movements that my body is just not used to. And I give so much credit to these CrossFit athletes that like people that do the CrossFit games, my goodness, they impress me so much. So if you've never tried CrossFit, I recommend it. It definitely gives you a different perspective um, if you're like a runner <laughs> on what different form of fitness is. Also... The next thing I tried after that was to get a pull-up. And it's kind of the same thing I tried for, I was it 10 weeks? I tried to get a pull-up and I definitely think I got stronger, but I was hardly closer to getting a pull-up. To give a little bit of background, I have never done one pull-up in my life. I've never been able to do a pull-up. When I was in college, my freshman year um, at Vanderbilt, we had to do a hang. Everyone on the team had to go and just hang for as long as they could on the bar um, with their arms straight or whatever. Guys, I was the worst on the team. I literally could hang for 10 seconds and then I had to drop. It was so embarrassing. I've never been so embarrassed in my life. And I am 5'11", so I definitely think I have a disadvantage. And <laughs> because being taller definitely does not help when it comes to like things like that. Just being heavier doesn't help either. So being taller and heavier does not help. And... Yeah, so I've just always struggled with that. I never ended up doing one in college, and I still have not done one to this day. And that series that I did on my YouTube channel just kind of sucked, and I was really defeated because I was hardly any closer to doing my pull-up. 
But, you know, maybe another time in my life, I still want to just do one pull-up one day. We will see. But after that, I ended up taking a really, really long break from exercise, like definitely a couple months, just doing nothing and eating a lot because I was having hormone issues. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I have a post on my YouTube channel that explains it all. But basically, I didn't get my period. I hadn't got my period um, to that day. So I decided to really just go full force, stop exercising and eating a lot. And I eventually got my period a couple months later, but it took like stopping all my exercise to do that. And that was a fun journey. Honestly, I kind of love that. I love being lazy after so many years of being the opposite of lazy. It felt good to just kind of be a blob. <laughs> I know a lot of people have a hard time with it, but I've always enjoyed my off days. So having an off couple months kind of felt good. <laughs> Not going to lie. But after that, I actually did a 180 and I started training for a marathon. So <laughs> went from doing zero exercise to marathon training. I had regained my period and I was like, I want to do something. I had just broken up with my boyfriend at the time and I was like, I need to throw my eggs into a basket. And I was offered to do the Chicago Marathon with Nike and I was like, you know what? Yes, I'm going to. So I trained for the marathon for a couple months. I ended up hurting my back in the middle of that, but I was back running and doing a lot of cycling. I was cross training a ton on the bike. I kind of like found a love for cycling. I had never been a road biker just because I was always really afraid of it. I had like a bike crash when I was younger and it kind of traumatized me to this day of riding on a road bike, but I got over my fear. I even got into the aero bars at one point, which was a pretty big deal for me, but I was riding on the roads all the time. The longest bike I did was a little over three hours, which man, that was a hard day. I've never exercised for that long in my life. So I definitely found a love for cycling then when I was training for the marathon. The marathon went okay. You know, I was just really doing it for fun, just kind of finding the love for the sport again. It definitely was not an elite level marathon at all. And I really wasn't training like an elite marathoner. Like I wasn't doing insane workouts. I was really just running and exercising. And then after that, I was kind of just trying to decide what I was going to do next. And I eventually was started. I took a little bit of time off after the marathon because I was kind of over running for a little bit. And then I started training for the Nike LA half marathon that was going to be in this April at the beginning of the year. And then that got canceled. So now I've just really decided that I am going to exercise intuitively. And instead of like being all in or nothing, like I'm just such an all in person. <laughs> like when I decide to do something, I will go hard. Like I will work out six days a week doing doubles. But on the other hand, it's like all or nothing. So if I am deciding not to do anything, I won't work out for a week or two at a time. So I am trying to exercise intuitively and really listen to my body and just get out the door when I want to and do the form of exercise that day that makes me feel good. For me right now, that's doing a lot of spin classes. When I moved to Portland, especially at the beginning of the year, I decided to start going to this place called Burn Cycle, and I am obsessed with it. It's kind of like a Soul Cycle esque vibe, but I like it better than Soul Cycle. We don't even have a Soul Cycle here in Portland, I don't think, but. Either way, I like it better than the Soul Cycle, and it's just really empowering, and I just love it because it's basically like dancing on the bike. The music is pumping, the lights are off, and you're basically just dancing, and it's such a good workout, and I am obsessed with it. Sadly, now that we're in quarantine, obviously it's closed, but I ended up getting a spin bike for my apartment because of Burn Cycle, um, thankfully right when this quarantine started, so I so it got shipped right away, and now I have a spin bike in my apartment, and I use it 
definitely a couple times a week. I'm going to try to step it up and do six times a week next week. We'll see if I stick my word. And I've just been loving listening to music super loud and dancing on the spin bike in my own apartment alone. (laughs) Not the same vibe, but you know, we got to do what we got to do to keep ourselves sane. So I guess that's been my exercise journey um, since college. It's been kind of crazy all over the place. Wow. I really went off on a tangent, but as you can see from that story, that just shows you how much different stuff I've tried since leaving college. I feel like right now I'm finally feeling like I'm at a better place with figuring out what I like to do beyond running. I definitely know I like to bike and I will continue doing that, whether that be on the roads or on my spin bike. And something that I started doing in college was cooking a lot. I definitely started cooking for myself starting sophomore year, uh, freshman year too, I guess. I always lived off campus, so I never had a meal plan. So I had to start funding for myself freshman year. My love for like nutrition definitely started, I would say, sophomore, junior year of college. And I just kind of took it from there. I mean, I always knew I liked social media as well. So I started... I don't know what got into me, but I started a food Instagram. The audacity I had to think that people cared about what I ate. <laughs> Back then in 2016, I started a food Instagram because I, I don't know what my reasoning was. And I it was a secret for a while. I was kind of embarrassed. I don't know why. I just didn't really want to tell people that I had a food Instagram. And I would post on it maybe once a week. I don't really remember. And then I remember doing an interview and somehow they found my food Instagram and they put it in the article. And then one day I woke up and it like blew up and I was like, Oh my gosh, now everyone's going to know I have this food Instagram. So then I just kind of owned it since then. That was like April of 2017. I remember. And then I just started going hard. You know, I started posting every day. I just was coming up with new recipes and sharing what I ate. And I don't know. I like the concept of social media and also food just really intrigued me and it still intrigues me to this day and it is what gets me out of bed that sounds kind of sad from an outside perspective but I just love like I love social media I love connecting with people I love hearing people's stories and I just love to I don't know share my life that's kind of weird but and I also love food I've always had a love for food it's deeply ingrained into me I mean when I was a kid I was I was obsessed with food it's like my main motivator and it always has been so being able to combine social media and food, I think is my ideal situation. And the fact now that it's my job is even a more ideal situation. <laughs> and it's just kind of even crazy to say that, that that is my job. And I'm just glad that like people like it. I think my favorite part of my job is when people like send me DMs or tag me in like a recipe that they made and said, oh, I I made your black bean brownies and I'm absolutely obsessed with them. You can't even like taste the difference between normal brownies. It's so good. That like literally makes my life just because it's something that I love to do. And the fact that me inspiring someone else to whether it be like take a healthy step in their journey or even like if they're already healthy people, just making something that I make and being able to like share the enjoyment of these black bean brownies, it just makes my day. So Shout out to you guys if you follow me on my food Instagram. It's something I'm really, really passionate about. And I love all of you guys. I love interacting. I love sharing my um, critiques on things and my strong points of view on things like Ben & Jerry's Ice Cream Cherry Garcia being the worst flavor. Um, Yeah. So, (laughs) wow, this podcast is really all over the place. But again, finding your identity outside of being a runner, it's just kind of tapping into things that you might like to do and trying them out and with no shame. I mean, I think everyone kind of goes through this. I mean, I know running is a lifelong sport, but 
it's always nice to have something else to fall back on, like other interests to do, whether you're injured or something. Like it's definitely nice to be able to focus on something else for the time being. I talked about this in a YouTube video not too long ago. It's just tapping into things that you might be interested in. For me, like it was CrossFit. I was like, maybe I like this. And yes, it was embarrassing for me to do it in front of like thousands and thousands of people and sharing my journey. Like if I quit it, like, I don't know, but just maybe you'll like it and maybe it'll stick. And for me, like that was cycling. I just decided to pick that up one day and it has stuck with me. So it's just a lot, a lot, a lot of trial and error, just finding things that you kind of find an interest in and running with it for a little bit. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap up this first episode of Combos Over Cold Brew. I hope you guys liked it. Obviously, I'm very new to this and it is a new experience for me to be talking to myself and only myself. So usually I'm on Instagram live responding to people's questions. So this was a fun, fun little first episode. I'm hoping in the next one we'll have an interesting guest to talk to. Make sure to follow me on my food Instagram at OneCraveFoodie. I do a lot of lifestyle content on there now too. And sign into my DMs. Let me know who you want to hear from on this podcast. Make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. There's a lot of what I eat in a days on there, random vlogs. I'm trying to get into vlogging more. I appreciate all of you guys for listening to this first episode. And I will talk to you guys in the next one. Peace out, fellas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.